Hi, this is Bill Farmer and my pal, Gorge Goofy, and we're here and want you to listen to Enchanted Tiki Talk. Gorge, that's great. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. Thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode eight. Last week's show was one for the ages. We could have talked to Bill Farmer all day long, but he's a busy man and needs to keep millions of people entertained. On this week's show, we're going to talk Christmas time at Walt Disney World. But first, we have some shout-outs to bring you. We would like to thank the following Twitter followers. Scott Campbell, at Scott A. Campbell. Katie, Sasagula SB. Matt Holly at mholly579. Dave Tupper, at DS Tupper. Jordan Duncan, at Jordan Gastly. David Benter, at DA Benter. And Jeff at the Disney Wagon. Sean, I've got one non-Twitter follower that I want to give a shout-out to. Uh, my friend Amy and her kids, Alexa and Anthony, they've been listening since day one uh, and have you know, been really supportive of, of the show, so I want to thank them as well. Great, and everybody, thank you so much for um, pushing our show out there. We really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we really, we really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Let's take a stroll on over to the Tiki Ticker and see what's happening this week in Disney News. All right, guys, this week on the Tiki Ticker, we'll start with uh, Disney purchasing the marketing and distribution rights to the Indiana Jones films. Uh, They've had the production rights for about a year now, uh, but Paramount still own the marketing and distribution rights. So with those now under the Disney umbrella, there's a good chance we may see some future Indiana Jones films. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's neither here nor there for me. I think it's all just a money issue, and I think that that this will probably uh, have some re-releases of, you know, um, extended Blu-ray editions. A new film, I'm not sure how much more um, of the story that is possible, but it's cool, though, that it's away from Paramount, but that's about it. Yeah, it's nothing It's nothing major. It's, you know, it's more of a, a money grab, like you said. Um, hey, you know, I guess, I guess it's good that they're having, I guess, everything more control over everything so that's a great thing and you know the last thing I heard that the next Indiana Jones movie was going to be um, Indiana Jones having a bit part I mean uh, Harrison Ford having a bit part and his son taking over you know which is Shia LaBeouf and I, I pray that they'll recast that because I did not <laughs> like that at all do you think this opens up the ability to maybe not necessarily get more attractions in the park but uh, market it more in the park I mean you, you, we might see more Indiana Jones you know, figurines or costumes or, you know, whatever, different kinds of souvenirs in the parks. I hope so. You know, it's it, the one thing I just hope that they do is revamp the, the stunt show, because I just think that needs a little bit of new life brought into it. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll get definitely more, you know, licensing will be a lot easier for them to do. So hopefully it does happen. Maybe they'll get, um, they'll start doing um, some more of the, you know, Mickey characters, Indiana Jones, you know, versions now and, you know, things along those lines. Um, you know, Indiana Jones, Disney Legos or something like that. Who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way of knowing what they're going to do now, but by, by purchasing those rights, it, it opens the door for them to do 
essentially whatever they want now, which they didn't always have that right. So this is just kind of a step in the direction of maybe we'll do something later, maybe not, but at least now we, you know Disney knows they can. Another story from this past week is uh, starting this past Friday, the My Magic Plus Memory Maker launched, uh, which seems to be more or less going to be a replacement for PhotoPass Plus. Uh, it's attached to the My Disney Experience app, just like everything else is these days. Uh, you know, it lets you see your pictures and you can see friends and family's pictures if they were part of your vacation and, and are linked to your My Disney Experience app. Um, they can all be downloaded, I guess, and you know, modified the way PhotoPass is done now, but I guess this is just making it a little bit more easily accessible through the magic bands. You know, I like that. You know, it's, if you can go to, you know, one web page and get everything done in one shot, it's a lot easier if everything, you know, if everything is under one computer system, you get everything done one, two, three. So it's going to speed along your, the end of your vacation process. So it's a good thing. You know, let's see how it plays out. I'm not a big photo pass person, but, uh, you know, I do take advantage of them to take my pictures, but it's rare that I actually buy a picture that they've taken. So, We'll say. I agree. Um, well, I mean, um, it's good, you know, that it's all um, consolidated um, into with one place. I mean, I don't have to choose a package where I don't get the ride photos, but I get the like, photo stop photos, and I don't have to wait for a disc in the mail. I mean, it's all immediate access. It's all in like, one place. It's still expensive. I mean, the uh, advanced package was like 150 bucks, but it is. Uh, it's nice that it's all in one place like that. Well, I mean, I think the the first thing they need to do is fix the My Disney Experience app. I mean, the app is is still buggy and it's still early, so I'm not, you know, I don't necessarily intend this to be overtly negative, but you know, there's still a lot of bugs in the app. There's still a lot of bugs in the website that they're that they're working on, and I think if they can get that fixed, then this might be a good thing. But I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm not a big PhotoPass per person, PhotoPass user. I I, I have bought one album. Ever, and that was the the year I proposed to my wife at the Magic Kingdom, and I did it in front of a PhotoPass photographer. So there were a ton of photos of the actual proposal. So we bought that for obvious reasons. But other than that, uh, I've never bought a picture from PhotoPass. It'll appeal to certain people, but it, it doesn't do much for me. I think that'll do it for this week's Tiki Ticker. So let's get on with the show. This week, um, it's almost Christmas time. I, for one, have never been at Disney Park around Christmas, so I figured I would ask a few questions and learn some, hopefully help some people out there who are in the same boat and might be planning a trip around the holidays as well. I know that Christmas time is a wide like, span of time at the park, so is there a better time to go? I think it depends on what time you're trying to go and, and what you're looking for. Uh, to me, the best time to go during Christmas is the, the first week of December. Um, you know, it's, it's after Thanksgiving, so the Thanksgiving crowds are gone, and it's really before the the main Christmas crowds start showing up. So it, it's kind of an off time. It's, as, it's the off time of the busy Christmas time. And that's my favorite time to go. Now, you do have to deal with, if you're staying in a value resort, they do the Pop Warner uh, football, like playoffs or championship or whatever down there. And so the value resorts are overrun by you know, 
tiny little football players and tiny little cheerleaders, which, you know, if that's not your, if you don't want a bunch of kids running around outside your, your window and your room, you may not want to stay at a value resort. But other than that, the parks are pretty slow and, and you still get the Christmas decorations. So to me, that's the best time to go. Yeah, typically myself, that's usually when I would go would be the first week of December. But the reports I've been hearing is that it's been overly crowded this past week. Um, you know, for I, I just real no reason. I mean, your your typical crowd has always been there, but you know, for this week for some reason, there it's it's much busier. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen next week if it's going to be less crowded. But I don't know. You know, I guess we'll see. You know, what the people are saying. But typically, that's when I go. And usually in the past, it's been busy, but not crazy busy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you know, probably still your some of your rides are still gonna be the typical typical length, but you see more people gathering in like uh, uh, the studios for the Osborne Lights, so you know that'll make a big difference to people as well. Well, I think the, this week they had the the parade taping, which was a little earlier than I remembered it being in the past. So I think that may have been one factor for uh, why the week was so busy. I could be mistaken, but I thought it usually was. More in the like ten, eleven, twelve of the month range, as opposed to the the first, very first week. But I could be mistaken on that. Well, the first time I've ever seen the parade down there was, I think, it was like December third or December fourth, something like that. So it's even, it's been earlier in the past. Actually, no, you're right. I that's right. It is usually the first week. We went the second week. The one time I've been at Christmas was we were actually the second week in December. Uh, it was like the the twelfth through the fifteenth or something like that. I can't remember the dates now, but so. Yeah, that's you're, you're right. It is the first week for the parade, and then the second week is the week that, that I went, which was a good week. So I changed my answer. Second week, not first week. <laughs> but really, either one of those first two weeks of the month are going to be your best bet as far as avoiding the crowds. Right. All of us know that the parks, as well as the resorts, have amazing decorations and um, displays. Is there a favorite Christmas tree that you've seen or um, that you would say a person, hey, you know, you have to um, make some time and go see th- this tree. Uh, Christmas tree-wise, you know, for me, I I love the Wilderness Lodge. That's my number one resort. That's that's my go-to resort. It's my absolute favorite. I always feel like I'm, I'm somewhere else. I'm not in Florida. So, you know, that's my place to go. During Christmas time, uh, you know, their tree is immense. Um, I don't I don't remember how many feet tall it is, but uh, there was a video posted online as ho- how they put the tree together. We should try to see if we can link to that. Um, and it's great. It's a beautiful tree, and you know, in the great in the great lobby, you know, it's just you could from anywhere you stand in, you can see this huge tree placed right in there, and it's beautiful. And you know, it just it gives you a when you're in that lodge, especially during Christmas time, you really get that home cozy feeling even though this lobby is so large you just feel at home sitting there looking at this tree and you're like you know what i i'm in the christmas spirit now i'm ready i'm ready to to celebrate i I believe in the christmas magic so you know that's that's my pick that's my number one tree i don't know if i have a favorite tree but in general the grand floridian i guess would would be my favorite place Uh, the tree there is pretty massive and um it's, it's beautiful, but there, it's it's not even about the tree as much as it is all the other decorations. But I want to touch on that in case you're bringing that up later. But uh, I, I would vote for the Grand Floridian as the best tree to go visit, just so you can see that whole resort done up. Yeah, Grand Floridian is beautiful, um, you know, especially during Christmas time. Yeah, the gingerbread house, I mean, that's crazy. 
you know, how much how much they put into that, how much flour and I guess molasses goes. I don't know what you put into it, but um, <clears throat> you know, it just takes a lot of time for them to put that together. And so, you know, it's beautifully themed. The boardwalk is is a great one as well. It's um it's a lot smaller because they have a, a much smaller lobby, but they have a nice tree. I don't I don't know what this year's display is. I don't know if it changes, but they have like um they have a couple characters in there as well on the side, um playing. I think last year was like Donald um, by a fireplace or something along those lines. I don't really remember, but um you know each resource is different. I think the beach club they have a beach club or yacht club have um like a a little animated village or something like that. I can't remember offhand, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be more of what you're interested in. You know, some resorts are better than others. And like old Key West, is just pretty simple. It's just a tree and minor decorations. It's nothing extravagant. It's a smaller tree. So, you know, every resort's different. It's for everybody's taste. You know, you can have a great time no matter what resort you go to. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw online, I wish I knew it offhand, but the amounts of ingredients for the gingerbread house, I mean, it was just, it blows up my mind. Like, I think it was like 500 pounds of flour and it's just ridiculous, but it looks amazing. As far as the Very Merry Christmas Party, I know it's an expense and for a family, it'd be about, you know, like a hundred bucks, even more. Um, is it worth it? I've not done the Christmas party, so I'll, I'll leave this one to Sean. You know, if you've if you've never been before, you've never been there during Christmas time, and you have the money to spend, it's definitely worth going to. If you've been there a few times, I would say no. If you're more budget budget conscious, I would say no. Um, is it a good time? Yeah, it, you know it's great. It, it does not compare to the the Halloween part at all, but it's still a fun time. It's you know the it snows on Main Street with uh, soap flakes. Um, you get chocolate and uh, cookies and hot chocolate. You get to see the their Christmas parade, which is basically the the daytime parade uh, that you'll see during the uh, uh, Christmas Day parade. Um, so you know. If you want to spend the money, it's definitely worth it. I, it's not something I would do on every single trip, but whereas the the Halloween party definitely is because there's a lot more to do, a lot more to say. But you know, it's if you've never been before, go for it. Um, you'll still have a good time. It's fun, and you get extra time in the Magic Kingdom at night. And you get to see a little bit decked out a little bit more. You're gonna have Christmas carolers, carolers in a couple of different spots, so it's fun. It's very festive. So, and if you love Christmas, definitely do it. Have fun. And of course, you know, I'm a foodie. I love everything. Well, almost everything, like food-wise at Disney. Um, is there a favorite holiday treat that you have to have? Yeah, I actually do have a favorite holiday treat. I guess you don't really consider it a treat per se, but it's it's a treat to me. I love going into um, Germany, and I love getting the. It's, it's really not holiday. This part of it, it really isn't a holiday, but I love getting the um, the popcorn with caramel on it, and then I love going into the uh, the uh, the winery in there, and I loved getting um, the warm Glowwein, which is uh, German spiced red wine. I absolutely love that, nice and warm. So if you get a little chill in there in Epcot, it's great to go in there and have a glass of that. You know, keep your body, bring your body up a couple degrees, and and deal with the the chill in the air a little bit better. So that's probably my favorite. So that's it. My favorite is is really no longer a holiday treat, but it it. it is going to be an honorary holiday treat, but that's the holiday turkey sandwich from Earl of Sandwich. Yes. Uh, used to be only available basically Thanksgiving to Christmas, and 
I actually was never able to have one during that time, but I have since had one since they've made it a year-round sandwich, and I mean, it's it's the greatest sandwich you'll ever put in your mouth, so that's my favorite honorary holiday treat. I don't know that I have a, a true holiday treat that I have to have. Um, you know, there's there's just so many good things to eat down there. I can't think of one off the top of my head other than that sandwich. The only other thing that I like to, to get is the um, the holiday popcorn bucket. Yes. Usually, yeah, I love collecting those yeah, we have things. The, we have a those snowman awesome. Mickey from the Christmas yep. trip, and, yep. and then I got Hatbox Mickey from Halloween when we were just down there in October, oh, cool. which is a really cool one, too. So so I guess that's a holiday yeah, treat. The popcorn works. itself isn't, a, isn't necessarily holiday, but the buckets are. So. The bucket is, yeah. Exactly. I bought the uh, R2-D2 one when I was down there, and I, I endured an angry stare from my wife for paying like 15 bucks for a popcorn bucket, but it's so worth it. <laughs> I still eat popcorn yeah, out definitely. of my one. I make popcorn. Sometimes <laughs> I'll pour the popcorn in there, and um, we have nice. we have the two I just mentioned, and then we have one that's the, the standard, not the cardboard one, obviously, but they had one when we were there in March that we bought on main street and it was i mean it's just like a a, a large cup but it had uh, the characters on it marching like kind of on a, like in a like they were uh, drum majors or something for a marching band like they were doing a parade on the outside so it was a bucket that you could okay. keep it wasn't like a seasonal one necessarily but we eat out of that one too so we we use ours that uh, warrant that that allows us to to rationalize the 15 dollar popcorn bucket <laughs> I've also, I've made that holiday sandwich at home. I haven't actually eaten one at the Earl of Sandwich yet, but I made one here, enjoyed it just with a cheer wine, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I keep thinking I'll try I'll try to make one at the house, but haven't done it yet. It's all about the bread. I can't match the Earl of Sandwich bread, so. Yeah, yeah true. The bread is probably a real important ingredient. You really need good yep. bread. And did you guys hear... I, I found cheer wine this this past yes, week. Yes, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. It's fantastic. Oh my god, that was like heaven on earth. I walk into this small sub shop and they're they're specialized in, in cheesesteaks, and <clears throat> I grabbed a Gatorade to drink because I didn't want any soda, and I go onto the counter. Somebody walks in, and I look, and there it is, cheer wine. There's a light spotlight was shining on it. I couldn't believe it. The last one, I grabbed it and. You know, I drank it, finished it in probably about 37 seconds. I just, I, I couldn't put it down. Angels were singing, and you had to like, forearm shiver some kid out of the way for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. I was trying to I think of um, questions to ask, and I thought about on our uh, Halloween show, how all of us had ideas on how to um, make attractions. So if you could like, make a Christmas-themed attraction, what would it be? Wow. Um. <laughs> I'm glad you're going first. <laughs> Sean, if you got anything, I got to think on that one. That's tough. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's The easy tough. answer is um, to bring, you know, the Haunted Mansion overlay over, which uh, the Haunted Mansion overlay is pretty awesome. I saw that at Disneyland, and it's it's pretty incredible. Whether or not I want it in Florida, I ask me today. I'll have a different answer than if you ask me tomorrow. Um I mean, I wouldn't complain if they put it in there, but at the same time, you know, let, leaving that at Disneyland would be, you know, kind of let that be Disneyland's thing, and we need our own thing here. You know, one thing I would love to see is, you know, like the 
at the end of Holiday Wishes is I would love for like the cast to shoot out Christmas ooze. No, 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 no. That no, doesn't we're work. not doing the ooze again. We're done with that. <laughs> Until yeah. next year. Keep we're not doing a Halloween episode yourself. next year just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, our listeners want to hear it. If, if you guys want to hear more ooze next year, you have to let yeah. us know. Tweet it out. Tweet out hashtag ooze something. Tiki I don't ooze. know. Ooze, ooze. <laughs> Tiki ooze. Anyone who tweets out Tiki ooze is automatically getting blocked by me, by the way. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I think I would like to see the Country Bear Christmas show come back. That was always a, a treat at yeah. Disney World, and I guess I don't know why they don't do it anymore. I guess it's a money thing. I, I don't know, but I wouldn't mind seeing that come back. Um, you know, they're doing the Jingle Cruise, which has had mixed uh, reactions to it. Some people seem to like it. Some people don't. Uh, I wouldn't mind them keeping that around. It's fun. It doesn't have to be anything that's a, a, a real game changer, but something small like that is nice. If we're talking like overlay, I you know I don't have the time to think of um, like its own attraction at the moment. But if you're just talking an overlay, you know I'd really like to say would be um, Space Mountain turned into Christmas Mountain. On the inside is on whatever kind of the scaffolding where the, the tracks are run is have some kind of Christmas lights running along those and like you're chasing like the Christmas lights somehow and have the music done to like Trans-Siberian Orchestra um, you know a couple of, of those like faster tempo type Christmas songs or I mean that would be kind of cool to do mm-hmm. something like that and maybe have Santa Claus flying across the sky um, you know something like that would be probably pretty fun if they do it right yeah that would be fun I mean I can yeah. I could see it would be easy to to put Christmas lights up in there too, but right. Um, I mean, we're, we're kind of focusing on Magic Kingdom here. Um, okay. I can't think of much of anything else. Must not off the top of my head. I had one. If they took an abbreviated version, like of uh, of um, Mickey's Christmas Carol, but it into um at the phil our magic theater did uh, like an overlay um like smells of goose and do the whole like 3d idea kind of do an overlay on that that it you know this would be a cool show to see yeah i think the so the downside would be you Probably lose good. mickey's phil hard magic and i love that attraction so yeah it's only for yeah, two months have either of you attended the candlelight processional and if so, do you feel that the dinner package is worth it? I haven't seen it personally. I've always heard that the dinner package, you, you pretty much have to do the dinner package if you want a, a seat, you know, without waiting for five hours to get one. So my my answer is yes, the dinner package is worth it, even though I've never actually done it. Yeah, the only time I've ever done it, the last time I actually, that actually, the last time I actually sat in the, the, the theater for it was probably like 2005 and there was literally no wait and there were seats available uh, it wasn't as crowded as it is now but now you most definitely need to have the dinner package people even even with the the dinner package people are lining up an hour beforehand two hours beforehand to get a seat so you definitely need it i would not do it without it yeah i mean if if, if you want a good seat i think you have to have it now i mean technically you can see and hear from you know the back, basically the walkway there in the American Adventure Pavilion. So it's not like you're not going to be able to hear it, but you don't get the good seats uh, unless you have the dinner package. 
my last question I had was, um, what's your favorite holiday spot to just uh, go and visit and hang out and just to like take in the whole experience of being there at the holidays? Well, for me, you know, it's you know, it's hard to say. It's because I really I, I'm a big Christmas person. You know, I deck my house out the outside with everything. Um, to me, it's like you go to the studios. I love going to the studios, and I would I love to spend as much time as I can in, is in the in the Osborne Lights. So two years ago, we went with my son for the first time during Christmas, and he wasn't digging it. He did not like the flashing lights. That was just in the loud music. He really wasn't liking that. So we probably spent fifteen, maybe twenty minutes in there. But I went last year with a couple friends of mine, and. We all three of us, we just absolutely loved it. We probably spent about an hour and a half, maybe two hours there. We heard the you know the same songs a few times, but we were just taking it in from different angles, and we just enjoyed it. It was so much fun, and you're seeing the reactions on the kids' faces and parents' faces it was amazing because you don't you just don't see a display like that anywhere. You might go to somebody's house and they might have a couple hundred thousand lights. 40,000, no matter what it is. Um, but it's so professionally done, and it's just it's just awe-inspiring. So I try to get ideas from that. Just take a little thing here and there to help with my own display. Uh, but it's also hard, because I love... I can... I can spend all night in the Magic Kingdom during Christmas time, just sit on Main Street. You know, that's all I need. So it's really hard to say. It's, it, it's going to depend on what my mood is. If I just want to... I, I can tell you, if they had chairs, and I can sit with a hot cocoa or um, a hot cocoa with Malibu rum in it, with co- the Malibu coconut rum, and sit right there in Osborne all night long, that would be number one for me. I probably would just sit there all night and just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have two. The Osborne Lights is one for me. That's that's something that you, you have to see to even understand what it is and, and how impressive it is just to be surrounded by that many lights and the music and the dancing lights and you know it's for everyone who's ever admired the griswolds christmas display this is the <laughs> thing for you i mean it's the ultimate and tacky christmas displays but it's it's pretty fantastic so that's one and then the other one for me is i mentioned earlier the lobby of the grand floridian uh you know the giant tree the the poinsettias everywhere the uh, the gingerbread house where you can buy, you know, pieces of gingerbread shingle, um, and then the the Grand Floridian Orchestra, I guess I don't know, what, I can't remember what they call themselves, but that little band that plays, you know, Christmassy tunes while you're sitting in the lobby, and and there's just something about the Grand Floridian that, you know, it, sitting in that lobby, listening to the music, looking at the the decorations, and smelling the gingerbread in the lobby. That's I could I could spend all night there. So that would be that'd be my number one probably. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. We appreciate you listening. Be sure to let us know some of your ideas uh, for things to do at Christmas time at Walt Disney World. You can hit us up on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can let us know in the show notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.podbean.com, and you can also email us at EnchantedTikiTalk at gmail.com. And also, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. Uh, that really helps get the, the show out there on iTunes and, and let other iTunes listeners know about the show. So please rate us on iTunes. We'd love to have some five-star ratings on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1-M-I-N, Disney Dream, and MouseWorldVacations.com. And don't forget to tweet Tiki Ooze. And you can find me uh, at Dole Whip Daily on Twitter and DoleWhipDaily.com. 
And you can follow me on Twitter unless you tweet TQs and Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening to the show. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been the Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast.